evening evening and hello you guys welcome to Nadi's world with your girl miss nadia i'm glad you guys are tuning in to me it is monday of course um time is going by so in the blink of an eye if you will um so we got a couple of things to talk about but um yeah so uh let's get started um we're definitely gonna um we're definitely going to talk about uh the bet hip-hop awards i really didn't get a chance to see all of it um we're definitely gonna catch up on a documentary i've been watching like a couple of days and you know not too long not too, not too long ago um the rhapsody documentary um we're also going to talk about a couple of other things but the topic for this episode definitely would be what sitcom you wished had a another episode another season you know can go on like the little train that could instead of being either have a series finale was canceled i mean that could have went on but it was abruptly stopped or you know just you know that last that last that last show was the show there was nothing there was nothing after that so we're going to definitely get into that but before we get started sad news i know um this actress you probably you probably guys you know suzanne summers remember her remember her three's company no doesn't ring a bell okay Sadly, she pretty much battled breast cancer for about 23 years. She lost her battle with it yesterday morning. She pretty much peacefully died in her sleep. The ironic thing about it would have been her birthday was today. She would have been 77. Um, She was surrounded by her family along with her husband for over 46 years, her son and other relatives. Um, her publicist released a statement the other day, pretty much giving, giving what I just said. Um, again, we remember Suzanne Summers for pretty much her being a mogul, her being an actress. We remember her on um, playing Chrissy Snow on the hit, the hit sitcom Three's Company. Um, she went on to do five seasons but um she been she renegotiated her contract and she wanted to be paid the same amount as john ritter which i don't think that's nothing wrong of that if you require your worth and uh executives was like no and they let her go so even though she was replaced on the show from jenny lee to priscilla barnes we all love chrissy snow we Chrissy Snow was undeniably, even though she was, you could say dim-witted, we appreciated that. But um, again, Suzanne went on to pretty much reinvent, reinvent herself. And in the 90s, we also saw her back on sit, uh, sitcom land again in the 1991 show Step by Step, which was actually a ratings hit. She co-starring with um, Patrick Duffy, pretty much like the modern day Brady Bunch. They had kids of their own on each side. He did. She did. She played Carol on the show. She had her kids. He had her kids. They ended up pretty well. She went, let's just say she went on vacation and came back a married woman. So step by step, I think ran for about eight seasons, pretty much from the team of Miller, Miller and Boyette who sold their rights to CBS for both that hit show 
and Family Matters, <laughs> the big tanker. Yeah, Suzanne wrote over 30 books. We remember her, her exercise guild, the Thigh Master. <laughs> who, who doesn't remember that? But um, yeah, she truly be missed. Condolences have been pouring in since pretty much this all happened. So yeah, watching Three's Company ain't going to be the same no more in syndication. I'll tell you that much. Or step by step, but yeah, but yeah, pretty much. So, the Rhapsody documentary um, was debuted last week on BET in three parts. I think it's on BET Plus, so check that out. Um, from there, I, I'm not even gonna lie, the bevy of hosts on this show. Um, we remember the mayor, Chris, um, Chris Thomas, Prince DeJour. My man, Joe Claire, <laughs> Big Les, Q45, Big Tigger, um, Jay Nix, and the list goes on. From executives that came in, that executive the show, the ones that pretty much laid the groundwork, even had it go beyond. And I mean, for Rhapsody to be on 10 seasons, to surpass MTV Raps, to surpass Video Music Box, and to just be that, I wouldn't say the little show that could, but the show that did. And it also went head to head against the new, the new show in town, which was 106 and Park. To surpass all of that and, you know, just go on without, you know, just to keep going. They ended it in 2008, though. So, yeah. Rap City will pretty much never be the same. You came home. I'm not even saying you came home. When Rap City came on, you wanted to tune in who they were to interview, who they want to talk to, what the videos were all about. I mean, again, you had... You had five... You had... You had... um. M Yo MTV, you have video, you have video music box, but now you also have Rap City, so you can see things on the weekdays and you can see things on the weekends. So you try to catch video music box playing week uh, on the weekends at twelve o'clock. You would try MTV raps that would be played weekdays. You also would try Rap City also. And then sometimes on the weekend with Fat Fry Freddy, your MTV raps would do the same thing too. So it would be kind of battling back and forth. So to see and hear the makings of this program, because I, I mean, each host brought something to the show, whether the mayor would do his little dance, Prince DeJour was a little bit mature than we all thought. Joe Claire interviewed interviewed countless people, but also had a lyricist kind of a, a lyricist kind of connection. Um, Big Les, her being the first and only female to host that show. Come on now, Big Tigger, Big Tigger, pretty much also gave a lyrical a lyrical system to himself. With his, uh, with his personality, not only that, but making sure that when you stepped on the mic, <laughs> you got to come right or don't come at all. And for countless other hosts that, you know, also kind of tried to breathe new life in it, Jay Nick, Jay Nick's Lil Wayne wasn't trying to spit for nobody except for him, you know, and for others and for countless others after after, but again, you know, when Big Tigger pretty much left, you know, Rap City kind of 
we already know it kind of crashed a little bit, but before the timing was up, of course, with Stephen Hill being the big honcho, um, you know, 106 and Park was the show. 106 and Park, honestly, and not to be funny, 106 and Park was the answer to TRL because now it was breathing in new life to, a, you could say, a younger a younger audience. But also the thing uh, with with 106 and Park was also groundbreaking, but it also had black audiences, but it also had its vanilla audience too, because I'm not going to lie, even though they had Tom Cruise, I was I was shocked. I wasn't shocked, but I was happy that they had NSYNC on because NSYNC was bringing in was coming into the black market, if you know what I mean, because of their pop R&B orientated songs that had harmonies and flow. So for them to be on the couch sitting next to AJ and Free and talking and and they're debuting not just on this show, but coming into our living rooms and sitting on our couch at our table. You know what I mean? Groundbreaking, if you ask me, because over on TRL and think, come on, man, could do no wrong. But them to come into our world, step into our world was something that's, to me, groundbreaking. And that's not going to be captured in history ever again, if you ask me, no pun intended. But yeah, we definitely got to see the origin of where BET came from. I mean, BET had their headquarters over in Washington, Washington, D.C. And remember, I'm like, um... I'm like, what's his name? The only thing I already know too much about Washington is uh, 1500 Pennsylvania Avenue. It being the Chocolate City and go-go music. I never knew BET had headquarters in D.C. Never. You couldn't ask me that question. But yeah, they had a headquarters over in D.C. We know that BET got started by Bob Johnson, who sold his shares to Viacom wrong move again because now Viacom owns BET, CBS, MTV and everything in between. I wouldn't be surprised if they own VH1 too. Just saying. So, um he started he started the BET company and remember BET wasn't as prominent as as big as it is right now when it came into all universal homes. It was just the DC area. But that exploded. Um again, when we talk about BET, we're talking about the history of uh, the history of music videos. We're talking from video soul with uh, Johnny Simpson and Sherry Carter video. Uh, oh, my God. Hit list. Z uh, uh, in the zone hits hit list. Midnight love. Um, the list goes on with these music cat with these music things, and then not only that, they brought in sitcoms like Thea, Two Two Seven, Benson. I mean, black sitcoms of the essence. I mean, they will have blocks. Then you had Rap City. Then you would have blocks in the morning of music that they would play and stuff like that. Calyp- they also played, not trying to be funny, they also play island music as well. They call it Calypso um, Calypso vibes with uh, Rachel Hunter. Y'all remember that show? Like, come on. So when it comes to the essence of BET and all these programming and, and things of that nature, we have to have a backstory for it. So, I mean, I think the next one that they should do is either Video Soul give us a story on video soul or probably 106 and park and i was surprised that actually you know rhapsody and 106 had a little busy had a little busy but you can imagine with it with with the with the veteran versus the newbie you you know it's gonna be some tension up in there but you know 
You get props for that BET for showcasing uh, Rap City because we wanted to know the evolution of Rap City. And, you know, we just wanted to know. Nothing, nothing personal, nothing personal. <laughs> but we got our bet. We got our point set match. Y'all did that. Okay. The Hip Hop Awards. I didn't really tune into, to be honest with you. I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna lie. Um I, I saw a glimpse and stuff. I, I, I kinda waited to the last point when Jermaine Dupree celebrated his 30 years of being so so deaf extraordinaire. But I do got one little question. What the hell happened to Chris Cross? Even though Chris Kelly is no longer with us. What about Mac Daddy? What, what's the problem? You you gonna spit a little couple of bars? Hello, hello. But we did get to see them franchise boys. We did we did we did see we did see Chingy. Okay, I did see Bow Wow. I mean, Mama Rat Tat 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 came out of nowhere. <laughs> let's say she rapped so hard at clothes fell you know what i mean but you gotta respect the brat you gotta respect mama brat okay she's not the brat no more she mama brat tat, tat, tat. you gotta respect her because at the end of the day she coming from coming from coming from i would say her being respected as a female lyricist and her being from we're talking from 1994 all the way up until now and how she's evolved into who she is and it is what it is and for her lyricism like come on you gotta respect mama brat tat 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 like come on like come on <laughs> you gotta respect that so i only i didn't get to see the entire its entirety but i did get to see that part and it was okay i mean eh, not so much but you know these award shows they're just a lot a lot a lot okay so another documentary that i got to see that i'm still on the last leg of is you know um say it loud the history of black television now it's in a five-part it's a five-part documentary of like different avenues when it comes to the sitcoms when it comes to sci-fi when it comes to talk when it comes to reality programming and i think music also so there was a couple of things that i pretty much you know already knew in perspective because this is going to be also kind of the the launch, I wouldn't say the launching point of me writing this book, but it's definitely in the realm of me writing this book because at the same time and token, there needs to be books that need to be told about what we pretty much saw on television. But I'm not writing it from a reality television standpoint. I'm writing it from sitcoms because for me, sitcoms were sitcoms were the you could say the wave and the movement that made us sit down and watch, but also made us think, but also made us understand that, okay, they're talking about me. They're talking about my community. They're talking about my way of life. They're talking about me as a person. They're talking about my family and, you know, these writers and showrunners and producers and everything are like really giving me an insight about how my blackness is worth. 
and for these actors, actresses to 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 do all this. Like it takes it as they say, it does take a village. So for me to watch, you know, to watch that documentary series, I was like, wow. And to watch what I'm trying to do with writing my book about about that, it was just it was just very refreshing. And it was like, okay, I already knew this and knew this and knew that and knew that. But it doesn't hurt to learn a little bit more and it doesn't hurt to understand and kind of give emphasis on that because that's what I want to do. I want people to read this book and not put it down. I want them to say, Wow, this is crazy. I don't want him I don't want people to say, Oh, that's a lie. That's not true. No, 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 no. You don't have to research anything. I'm making sure that I put nothing but facts in there. Nothing but actuals. Nothing but nothing but the facts. But it's all coming from my own brain of what I know or what I seen and what I and what has been there the whole time. What we see, what we see as, as the black experiences, they try, we're tried, we're, we're not, how can I say that? We're only taught the surface, but we're not taught deeply. And it's, and they try to erase and, and act like that part of what we contributed to America. They try to make it seem like we didn't have that part in there, and we had a major part. We were a key player, and was still a and was still played in this in, in this in this industry. So that's what I'm trying to bring to the books that I'm writing: the truth, the understanding, and just making sense of of it making sense, if you know what I mean. But yeah, that's what I'm trying to connect. So for me, watching that documentary, it was just it was like okay. I'm on the right track. <laughs> I'm on the right track. I'm good with this. So like, yeah. So <sighs> Jada Pinkett Smith is releasing her book tomorrow. I think it's called Worthy. So she pretty much had been on a media tour dissecting everything from the slap to her and Will being separated, to Tupac and anything and everything. And I think it's driving us all crazy because honestly, we don't want to hear it. Because again, when it comes to marriage, everybody has their own philosophy, their own take, their own alternative. And who are we to even... I'm not saying who are we to even, it's not even about judging. It's not about critiquing. It's not saying anything. It's not turning a blind eye. But when it's shoved in the faces of everybody every day, you just have to kind of be like, okay, this is quite enough. Because again, it's just making everybody look kind of stupid. Not to be, I wouldn't say, well, kind of stupid and foolish at the same time. Because again, He's not saying too much and you're saying too... He's not saying nothing at all. And you're saying a lot. And from talking about what happened previously and y'all have been separated from 2016. But how y'all went to the Oscars, you know, together. And that all went down of him calling you his wife. And y'all haven't... Y'all been separated for almost seven years? Like... 
What does that make sense? I mean, if you're separated, that's the next step towards divorcing. Until y'all find clarity or whatever the case may be, we don't know. So it, it's a lot of, it's a lot of, it's a lot of, rev, I would say red flags, mixed signals, hurt, a, a lot of humiliation. You know, even the, even the children are kind of like, you don't really hear from Willow or her brother. Like really, I mean, I don't think they want to comment about this either. And they're probably saying our parents are going to work that out in the best way they can. I mean, it's a lot to the, it's a lot that Jada pretty much has unpacked through the years. And it's a lot of, it's a lot of things that have been divulged, but um, honestly, you don't really want to hear it anymore because you're just airing a lot of, a lot of grievances. And I don't think the world needs to hear all the dirty laundry. <laughs> I don't think that we all need to hear that. I understand that you probably want to say, this is your life and this is your story. I mean, you're allowed to say whatever you want in your story, but sometimes the story can just get, uh, maybe everybody don't want to hear the story because it's more to the story and a lot of things underlying. And it's one thing if you're, it's, it's one, it's, it's pretty much, the story goes like this. It's your truth, his truth, and the truth. <clears throat> and are we ever going to find out what the truth really lies with? Are we ever going to Are we ever going to find out? Are we ever going to figure out like really what's really, really good? Probably not. So it's better left that you keep your story to yourself and tell your side and just be done with it and and let it let it go cuz it's not it's not fixable honestly it's not fixable you know so that's pretty much it um okay now <laughs> this brings us to what we all here for so if there was any sitcom any sitcom any sitcom that left the air long time ago that had a series finale maybe got canceled abruptly or never i'm not saying never saw the light of the of the of another day but saw the light but didn't get the exposure that it that it should have and could have which what what would what would be the one you would want to keep going on and on and on me i would have loved for family matters to go on I would have loved for Family Matters to go on, but we seen that we seen that down during the seasons. And remember, Family Matters lasted for nine seasons. That's two hundred and fifteen episodes. I mean, it's like the third the third top ranking black sitcom with a lot of seasons of all time. The ones that trump the two ones that trump that one happens to be. House of Pain that surpassed it, that broke records, and the Jeffersons. I would say with Family Matters, it would have. I would have definitely wanted to see, you know, Steve and Laura get married, get married, because we were waiting for a long time, like nine seasons deep, for them to get it together. I mean, come on. So finally it was made right and they were engaged, but it would have been nice to see them get married. Nice for Steve and his adventures to take off. Laura to do her own thing and maybe had a kid or two. I mean, it would have been nice to see that, but we just know that 
Steve's character, I mean Jaleel White's character playing Steve were larger than life. He was the he was the the, sh- the showman of that show, but also on the flip side of things, I didn't like the fact that they replaced the mom even though Joe Marie Joe Marie Payton Payton's contract was up and she went on to do other things. Um, Judyanne Elder, I didn't like her playing Harriet. I didn't believe it, even though, you know, Carl's character played by Reginald Bell Johnson made it believable. I just didn't think Judyanne Elder really catapulted, really picked up where, where Joe Marie left off at. And you don't expect someone who, who's coming in and fulfilling the role of another, another actress to play the character to the to the extent of what we're used to so you already know that was going downhill and you know the show kept going on but also it kind of left a bad taste in people's mouths when the team of Miller Boyette already sold their rights to another station and CBS kind of gave ABC the finger and said haha and put your two running stars your two running beautiful shows that you had on Friday nights and pent that joint against you and put it on their block on a Friday night. Like it was really a big finger. It was, it was, excuse my French. It was really a big fuck you in the face. Like, fuck you. Look what you look, look, you gave us this. We picked your shit up and here you go. It was like a big finger in the face, like literally. And that's what it felt like. A big F you and here we go. We're taking two of your biggest shows that you you sold to us with that amount of money presidented. And now we're going to zing you because we're putting both these shows on a Friday night and we're going to pin it up against your thing. Let's see who's the bigger dog. But unfortunately, both shows only lasted one season on that network and then that was it. So... I wish Money Matters would have went <laughs> a little bit the distance. That's just me. That's the way I felt. Um, I also felt, I also feel that maybe a different world could have went a little bit longer too. And I'll tell you why. It was good to see the new class. It was, it was cool to see the new class forwarding and you kind of saw a little bit of Freddie. A little bit of Whitley, a little bit of Dwayne, a little bit of, um, what's this child's name? Oh my God. The bestie, the bestie and Ron. And then, um, Kim, you saw it in the new class with, uh, Charmaine and Lena and Dorian and, um, oh my God, his best friend. Oh God, I forget people's names. So it was nice to see. You could see like the mature generation was passing the baton now to the younger generation. And then you see, um, you see they had a Dean with uh, Dean Davenport. Oh, yes. So it was breathing in new life. And, you know, kudos to Debbie, you know, kudos to Bill for calling in Debbie, um, Debbie Allen to give the show to give the show not only a revamp but to give the show kind of an a a nuance on how college life is and was and supposed to be to kind of give the viewers a a a green light to say oh wow this is something this is something but still channeling the everyday life of 
what's going on in colleges, what's going on in schools and giving awareness and pretty much life imitating art. Definitely. So, I mean, I wish they would have went the distance with that. But I think after when, you know, when they did the episode about the L.A. riots, yeah, that kind of put the nail in the coffin just a little bit. But again, folks like us to be funny, but don't want us to be real. And at the same time, you have to you have to channel what's real to get the point and understand. I'm not saying that you have to be in our shoes to understand what's real, but it's real. And if this affects us, then it's real. And sometimes it has to be put out there, not against anybody's will, but this, uh, these are the stories. And this is the footnote that we're telling of history. And it has to be, we have to, as, as, as much as we want to be comfortable and feel comfortable, the best part and the best work comes from being uncomfortable so yeah i i wish you know a different world would have went the distance a little bit a little bit more i took a season seven (laughs) but it it last episode kind of kind of left and that was pretty much it when um whitley and Dwayne did their own chapter you know she was expecting they pretty much went to another different world away from us um let me see another let me give you two more shows um let me think yeah girlfriends for me didn't get the proper send-off and it was a smack in the face, especially with the writer's strike and everything. It was a smack in the face because these characters that we pretty much got to know over the over some time, the Jones, the Tonys, the Mayas, the Lynn, and the fifth girlfriend, boyfriend, <laughs> William. I mean, come on. They didn't get the proper send off the way they should have. And I'm not faulting Mara Brocker kill Kelsey Grandma or no one. But yeah, something has to be done. Even if they don't get the proper send off, it has to be a story told or something to kind of wrap it up in a bowl, a bowl and just let it and let it be. But yeah, about that, about that about that it would have been nice for them to get the proper send-off in the way that they could have um who else what other show Mm. maybe martin could have went on a little bit maybe maybe and i put that in question but it would have been nice to see martin kind of go a little bit longer but i think on the i think as far as tashina tisha martin especially martin martin was the bigger attraction the bigger star so you know i think he kind of was like okay this is it for me let me move on to greener pastures while everybody else was like okay we can we can gotta go one more season so yeah and if the show would have been on without martin nobody would have tuned in the lights would have been out cut kablooey so you know i would have definitely liked to see i would have definitely liked to see it go on but um yeah i mean 
that's pretty much what I got for right now. So if you guys want me to kind of give a part two about sitcoms and, you know, we wish some that would have went on or had this a better finale or gotten this due or maybe so the light of day or anything like that. I know South Central, I would have loved to see what would have got on with South Central most definitely. And I think Rock too. Rock. Y'all remember Rock, right? With Rock Emerson. His wife, Eleanor. Yeah, definitely. And South Central, I definitely would um wanted to see go on a little bit longer. At least for another season two, three, four, five. But it only went down to like one season, which was kind of messed up. And even though um producer Kurt Fraqua, who went on to um who went on to Moesha, not with um Sarah Finney Johnson and Vita Spears. Um, yeah. South Central was pretty interesting. I'm not going to lie. And um, I wish it would have got more recognition for it. And Rock 2. Rock 2. So, uh, definitely. But, um, yeah. I think that's what I've got for you guys for right now. So, uh, anything else, I'll probably give you guys in the next episode. But I thank you guys for tuning in. Stay safe. And later.